Aaron K2T. Yo, this is Toby Colossus. And you are listening to the Think Breaks podcast. Welcome back, everyone. It is season two, episode eight of the Think Breaks podcast. Uh, Toby is unfortunately not able to join us today, but I am joined by two of us semi-regular co-hosts. Terry's back. Yo! And introducing him for the first time, even though you heard him in like an earlier episode this year, Mill Street's here! Yo, how's it going? All good, all good. How are you? Doing very well. Thanks for the renewed invitation. Yes, welcome back. Uh, It's good to have you as a co-host. I mean, yeah, we really enjoyed you having you on. So, um, yeah, it should be fun. How are both of you? You guys had a good week? Good two weeks since we last spoke? Yeah, I've been doing great. Um, As you know, in the the Discord, I've started a new job, which has been going amazing so far. So that's been like really reassuring because it's always stressful to to start a new job. But it's been going great. Um, And my wife has been away in Belgium for the last two weeks, which means I've been catching up on every single game of the Euro, which has been great as well. So can't complain. (laughs) We'll definitely go back to the Euros in just a bit. Terry, how's it been going? Anything exciting? I don't know about exciting, but uh, I'm actually quite happy for my life to not be too exciting at the moment. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Also been watching a lot of the Euros games, um, which is a double-edged sword, being an Englishman. And (laughs) um, yeah, no, all good, my man. And more importantly, how are you? Oh, so kind, so kind. Um, yeah, I've been okay. It's been a very busy week in my work life. Um, musically as well, I haven't done too much. Um, and also, I've been trying to keep up with the Euros where I can. But, you know, sometimes get things get in the way, so you can only just watch the score as per the Google, like the knowledge base page. Yeah, That's yeah. about as much as I've been keeping up with it. And um, actually, for the sake of the audience, we should let you know that this was recorded the Sunday after England's... Um, um, how do we describe that game? Should we call it a defeat or... <laughs> um, oh, I we'll, don't we'll, know. Call it, we'll call it an attempt. Yeah. An attempt. I like Just that. leave it at that. An attempt was made and we'll leave it yeah. at that. So big up Scotland. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed mm. that. Um, but uh, yeah... Um, I thought today we could talk about, because, you know, we've, we're in Euro season, people are doing sports and, you know, the weather's a lot nicer as well. I thought we could talk about, you know, the whole thing with music and um, and exercise, you know, because um, I know obviously Toby, who's not here, he's been going to the gym a lot lately. And I know he's been really looking for um, playlists that have got upbeat music, you know, quite heavier drum and bass and all that stuff. And it just got me, got me thinking about just how much, how, how do I say it? Almost like how important, not important, but how much more beneficial it is mm. to have music in your earphones or your headphones or whatever while you're, you know, you're at the gym pumping iron and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> pumping iron. Pumping yeah. iron. Yeah, that's right. How old fashioned am I? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's true. Like I love, I don't know, I, I, I go back and forth when I'm at the gym, either between like podcasts or um, uh, like podcasts, I mean, not music podcasts, like interview based uh, podcasts or music. It kind of depends. Mm. 
but it's true that um like even just when you go into the gym the music is really loud and it's pumping and it kind of gets you in a in a mood like in a vibe to like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna rip this session i'm gonna gonna go 200 percent uh it's really interesting. I was thinking, because you t told us about this topic uh, beforehand, and I was thinking about all the links, even beyond sport, but just like psychology and music. Like I know mm. the way they use music in, in stores, for example, if it's in the, the morning or the evening, they'll use fast-paced or slow-paced music, for example, to make people yeah. move faster in a store and things like that, which we can touch on later if you want. But yeah, sports, definitely. definitely. Um, I mean, for me, it's a must to have my my uh, ear earbuds in uh, otherwise uh, i don't know it doesn't get me in the zone mm. yeah. same i can't um i only go jogging that's about <laughs> i call it running but that's really <laughs> stretching the stretching the boundaries of imagination but um i i jog like three times a week and i cannot do it without drum and bass and and mm. I've realized as well, like looking at some of their metrics on my, my fitness apps, my my um my cadence, my steps per minute is 174. Which no is way. Just no coincidence. Yeah. No That's coincidence. Crazy. And and I know I do it, I know I do it. I know like my steps now are in time with, with drum and bass. And I can't really like it's gotta be quite like Toby, it's gotta be quite heavy stuff. I can't really push myself with a load of airy fairy liquid. Mm, exactly. It was quite interesting because I did read a study about how more upbeat uh more upbeat music could sort of increase your endurance especially when you yeah. go above the 140 to 160 beats per minute i mean i'm reading here that like just like you terry there's a lot of people who end up whether it's a subconscious thing i don't know but it's almost like sinking their steps yeah to the beat. you align with the beat yeah definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like a trance it, it, it's and uh, the guy who lives next door to me is like practically a pro runner. He, he was actually a, a rower. Like, a, did you know there's professional um, rowing machine rowers? I don't know if you know. It's like competitive guys right. doing competitive. What, on the little, yeah, yeah, on the actual machines, not just on like on a on a boat. Actually, on rowing machines, which is free. Never heard anyway, of he 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 used to he used to um, compete for Wales. Oh, nice. And, um, and he's like some almost semi-pro runner anyway he's crazy and he was he was basically we were talking about this and running is easier when you don't think about it mm. so if mm -hmm. you are in a trance or you're you know you're, you're being i don't know you could look at it the other way being mindful or whatever um, as long as you're not actually thinking too much about the actual process of running which i guess mindfulness is the exact opposite so that's not going to work but certainly with music kind of driving you along it really it definitely helps me as soon as i start thinking about the fact that everything hurts and i can't breathe yeah um yeah it's all yeah, over. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i was going to bring that up as well when you're in the gym and you're lifting weights and your arms are in pain or your chest or whatever and it's like if you have either that podcast or whatever or music or uh, yeah. in your ears it kind of takes your mind away which i've heard as like as you kind of alluded to that it's there's also counter arguments to it because uh, people sometimes say that you should be uh, focused on like your breath for example if you're running or if you're doing lifting weights you should be focusing on the part of your body that's actually exercising because that actually helps um like build muscle and focus the the the, the effort on your muscles so yeah. I, I've, I've heard both arguments and I do see people at the gym who don't have any anything in their ears. I, I just know for me it wouldn't really work. Yeah, I exactly. think lifting, 
I think lifting that's really important because synchronizing there is there is this there's certain types of breathing isn't there so you regulate your blood pressure which lets you um lift harder and I think like you, like you say with people who are actually quite good at running but for people like me who is terrible at it then yeah mm. yeah <laughs> not concentrating is probably a better move but yes <laughs> totally I hear you I guess also you don't really want to be benching at like 174, just like no, no, <laughs> oh, no that's not no. going to help at all, is it? <laughs> well, and if if you can, you're not doing it right. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You're probably just like you know, covered like 10 gram weights, hula hoops on each side. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess as well with um, the type of music you listen to, probably changes based on what you're doing as well. Like you know, if you're going for a jog, yeah, I'd probably put something high energy to keep me pumped, but. I know, for example, when I'm working the day job, I can't, for example, have drum and bass playing. No, just exactly the same. It's, exactly. it's too overwhelming. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to fix someone's computer. I can't do it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but, I'm exactly the same and, because if I, I think it depends on if you're a musician, what type of music you make. If I, uh, like we all make mostly drum and bass. And so if mm-hmm. I'm working and I need to be focused on task, I can't listen to drum and bass because I'm going to be, like all, we all know we are analyzing the music all the time True. and seeing, okay, I should be doing, oh, did, did this, that's really interesting. Maybe I could do this. And, and then you're like, oh shit, I should be working actually. <laughs> Whereas, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, like I listen to mostly like dub techno or stuff like that when I'm working because I don't make that music and it's more in the background for me. Um, mm. I, I don't know. I, I'd be curious if people listen to like the music they actually make while they're working. Uh, that'd that would be interesting. Be interesting yeah. I can't imagine, like, I think it's probably just because drum and bass has got so much going on, but I don't know how you would be able to concentrate in, like, an office job, for example, listening yeah. to drum and bass. I just can't. I don't, I don't see how that will work. I, I do. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a developer, so it's quite a kind of heavy concentration job, but I can, I can do it. I, but I, I, I do listen to other stuff as well, like uh, metal and grunge and... Um, house i quite like a, a nice deep house mix while i'm working that's probably for the yeah. same reason that simon likes the dub techno it's kind of flowy and yeah yeah exactly yeah. kind mm. of uh harmless <laughs> yeah you, you could just listen to it in the back you know nothing's gonna like yeah, jump scare yeah. you like yeah, something yeah. Exactly. Cases or anything. <laughs> there's no fog horns in dub techno no <laughs> not yet oh <laughs> mm. <laughs> We found a new avenue, boys. Okay, I gotta, go, I gotta, make, gotta make a track. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. As soon as this podcast is over, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Foghorn techno. Wow. That would be something. That would be something. Yeah. It would be an um, abomination. I did actually want to go back to something. Uh, the whole thing about working out without music and how beneficial it can be. Because um, I'm reading here on a little article that I've just got in front of me um, where some people say they prefer to listen to listen to no music at all and just run or do whatever it was just so that they can actually soak up the environment they're in and be in the moment sort of thing Mm. which in turn can probably help them exercise better in a way yeah what do you guys think about that i i think it comes back to what terry was saying earlier is i think it depends at what stage you are in your Mm. like sport experience so to speak i've tried running a few times and i've never managed to do it more than a few weeks in a row so i've never crossed that threshold of just like suffering when i'm running um Mm. and so to actually be able to do it i need music or i need a podcast or something like terry was saying i think if you're running a few times a week for like years then you probably don't need music because running has become 
easier, uh, I guess, yeah. and then you can focus on uh, your breath or thinking about other stuff or I don't know. That's the way I see it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I used to um, when I used to go to the actual gym as well. It was too like as Simon said, it was so noisy in there. Like there's always pumping like Euro pop on, and I had yeah. to drown it out. Like it was just awful. Or they've got like the telly on really loudly, and it's really distracting. So yeah, I don't know if I could if I could cope with a gym environment without headphones on. It would be too much. Yeah. The gym environment. I mean, I. I mean, you know, look at me. I don't. I, I don't really go to a gym, but um, I've always find a gym environment whenever I see it on TV or something to just be overwhelming. Like, oh. I mean, yeah. I feel like with music or without music, it just seems like it'll be really hard to focus on what you're doing because you know you hear the sound of other people lifting and like people, you know, for some reason grunting. I guess I don't know. Yeah, a lot but, of <laughs> lot of grunting. For sure. Yeah, a lot of people are like, oh my god, these ten kilos. Oh. Yeah, it's a very, uh, it's a very unique environment. A lot of alpha males and a lot of testosterone mm. and everything. It's a very unique setting for sure. It, it definitely gets, uh, takes a bit of getting used to. Um, but I think once you're in a yeah. gym that you're familiar with, you start seeing the yeah. same faces. Uh, you have your own little routine and then it kind of becomes and there's honestly in most gyms you'll see every types of profiles it's not only hugely ripped guys like lifting yeah. insane yeah. weights there's really everything um mm. so sometimes when you, you yeah when you start off in a new gym something it can be a bit intimidating but uh i yeah i find you kind of get used to it after a few weeks or or what whatever and you pick and choose your times you go down there. You find a quiet time that suits awesome. you. And um, 3 a.m. <laughs> some people do. There are people yeah, that do. Because they're open that, 24-7, aren't they? That reminds me of... Uh, do you, uh, did you guys read about Marky Mark's insane daily routine? Um, he gets up... Mark Wahlberg, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. It, you, for your, just to bring you up to speak, Karen, dude gets up at 2 a.m., to do his first workout, first workout. Yeah. The guy does insane, insane. And he does like five insane workouts a day or something. His, his whole day is like regimented family time. It's two, two thirty to four fifteen. <laughs> and it's, it's exactly that. It's yeah. insane. I think he did, um, this, uh, thing. Um, what's his name? Is it James Corden? The guy you have in the, yeah, he I'm has like a, a late night show thing. I think That's it was right. he. He did like uh, one day with uh, Mark Wahlberg doing the same. And the guy isn't like no offense. He's not the fittest guy in the world. No, if people see who, <laughs> who he is, uh, <laughs> and lad. yeah, he's a big lad. And and yeah, he was like getting up at stupid o'clock trying to lift weights, and it was pretty funny. But yeah, I, I find it curious people who have very regimented lives. I've seen that from other like high performing people in like other fields mm -hmm. and it's like from 6 30 in the evening to 7 i'm having fun with the kids for example and it's like yeah yeah okay oh, yeah. that's that's weird <laughs> yeah. yeah the idea of almost having to organize fun time i mean yeah i get it i guess i guess we all do it as well you know when we're like oh it's the weekend i've got these two hours where i will do some production for example but the idea of regimenting your entire life to me just seems yeah. a bit too stress-packing. 
when you actually think about it, if you think about what I what I'm guessing his his evening routine is, if his kids and I don't know what age they are, but let's just assume they're ten. If his kids are going to get at, going to bed at seven thirty, he's probably not doing anything really after seven thirty of any consequence. So why not go to bed? If you can, if you're one of these people who can go, just go to bed, put your head down and go to sleep. Why not? And then get up. You've, you're doing your workout. He, he actually does like work, work as well, works on scripts. He's done all this shit before your kids have even got up. And these yeah. kids get up and he sees them for an hour. He spends an hour of quality time and before they go to school. He works out, plays golf, comes back. Do you know what I mean? He shifts. He, all he's done is he's shifted his day by like four hours or yeah, whatever but then, it is. And he's, yeah. You're totally out of sync with like the rest of well, the, like, with the rest how, of the world. How do you get? How do you actually watch the Euro Games, for example, to come back to the Euro? Oh like, no! You're, you're already in bed. It's like <laughs> I can't watch when you're, it. When you're when you're, you're that rich, you can you can move them. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, the England games past my bedtime. Can you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, reschedule that one. Thanks. It's yeah. <laughs> yes, several million time. pounds. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Let's I mean, talk about millionaires, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Not with you two. <laughs> um, I mean, if you guys want to actually talk about the Euros, this is actually the perfect time to do it. You know, we're halfway through the episode. We might as well. You guys been watching? Any yeah. sort of thoughts? Um, who do you think, France, are going to bring it home? Have you seen any France games? Because I know you support France, but have you actually seen any of their... Um, well, I wanted to watch the France-Germany game, but I think I can't remember what I was doing that day. I know I had something important to do that day, but I was very happy when I learned they won, albeit not that greatly. You're aware they drew with Hungary, Hungary. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. you name any player from Hungary? No offense again to Hungary, but can you name any player? Can you name any players from France? Or yeah, for that matter, <laughs> France got Mbappé and all that, but Mbappé and, and all that. Okay, so you know, I was gonna bring this up sorry, during this a later show. point. I was, no, no, sorry. I was gonna bring this up during a later point of the show, but when it comes to football, I am very much a craps kind of guy. A craps, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, craps as in you, you don't follow it? Or craps, craps as slaps. in you don't, you think it's stupid? I just, like, I don't follow it much, unless it's like the World Cup or something. But mm. this year, I've just been a very, very off about watching the whole thing. Um, just, you know, I'll just catch up with it on Google. Uh, but I will always support France as a Frenchman. So mm-hmm. um, I kind of have to. Uh, yeah. Sorry to all the Brits out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, in terms of, like, watching, because I know a lot of people watch... Um, what do you call it, like, called the club matches, like Arsenal and blah, blah, mm. blah, 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 blah. That just bores me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It bores me to hell. Yeah, I used to, like, follow it relatively closely when I was a kid and Champions League mm. and all that stuff. And years ago, I kind of, yeah, dropped off that wagon, but I'm still very, very much into uh, following Belgium, obviously, my home country, and yeah. Euros and qualifications and all of that. Um but yeah, I, just as I was saying, my wife is out of town for the last two weeks, so I've been watching like North Macedonia against Poland or like any game <laughs> I can get yeah, my hands yeah. on. It's, 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 it's a bit ridiculous, but uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it so far. We apologize to all the Polish people. <laughs> yeah, no offense again, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so as a Belgian then, are you, um, are you feeling quietly confident? Because they have got a hell of a team. Yeah, uh, 
it's a bit in our nature to never be overconfident. I feel we mm-hmm. kind of share that with the with the Brits. We're quite mm-hmm. self-deprecating and but quite. we we are quite confident. Obviously, we we finished third of the last World Cup, and mm-hmm. even though some of our players are I wouldn't say past their prime, but like players like Eden uh, Hazard and and others and Kevin De Bruyne have been injured, and so they're not in like peak form. Um, mm. We still have like on paper one of the strongest teams, um, mm. for sure. So, I mean, if not this year, it's uh, I don't know when honestly because we have we have an amazing team. And it's you need a bit of luck as well in these types of competitions as well, mm-hmm. especially mm. with the way the um, last sixteen is is happening. We're trying to figure out figure it out with one of my my friends like Belgium if we finish which will probably happen, we'll finish first of our group. We're going to play a, th- a best third of four other groups or something, so it's even hard to see who we're actually going to play. And it could be the third of the France-Germany-Portugal uh, uh, group. Sorry, this is getting very technical. but So in the, last, in the last 16, we could be playing Germany, for example. And then it's, it all goes to shit. So it... it you need obviously good players. You need a bit of luck in the draw. You need a lot of different stuff. But to your question, I am very confident, and we are going to win it. <laughs> Ooh, okay. How about Ooh, you, like Terry? How do you feel about England's chances? Not a fucking chance. <laughs> um, no, they. Um, I have quarterfinals, I suspect, and that'll that'll be that. Uh, they're mm-hmm. they're too negative, too negative, too cautious. Um, Southgate, I, I like him as a manager, but he's far too cautious. Um, mm. They're not ruthless enough. Um, when they when they played against Scotland the other day, I was like confident before the game, and as soon as I saw them singing the national anthems, I knew something was going to go wrong. Because oh really? The, the, oh, the Scots guys were focused. They you could see it in their eyes; they were up for it, and the English guys looked like they were half asleep. But like, it just got off the bus. Um, either, either massively overconfident or, I don't know, I wonder if they'd seen the team sheet, they'd seen how defensive it was, uh, how negative it was, and I think it got to them. I think it got to them mentally from the off, and they, they already had it in their head that we're going we're gonna to play out a draw here. Yeah. It's Scotland. It's like our arch rivals, the old enemy. If you can't, if you can't, if an Englishman can't get up for a game with Scotland, then yeah, sorry, something's gone horribly wrong. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, but they should. I mean, yeah. Go ahead, go. Yeah, wow. No, go on. They should. They should do well, like 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 Belgium on paper. Yeah. yeah. These are all Premier League players. These are these are guys that would that would probably walk into. Most of them would walk into any top side in Europe. They mm-hmm. should be doing well. Um, but like like Belgium, I think, should doesn't translate to... Will. To does. No, mm-hmm. That's the magic of, uh, of sports. But just... Yeah. Yeah, just to... Or you're going to say the magic of Belgium. <laughs> of Belgium as well, of course. But... <laughs> I think music and sports generally go very hand in hand because 
for both, I mean, for music, if you imagine people in a nightclub, for example, listening to a DJ, for example, and in sport, people gathering to watch their favourite team play a game. It is very much a, we are a collective, all here to enjoy this one moment, no matter what happens, you know, we're all here for the whole thing. And um, that that's actually so true about anthems. Like, there's something about watching people of like singing an anthem of their country Obviously, some don't sing it, I know, and that makes me a bit annoyed, I'm not going to lie. Um, but, I think there's you know. a thing with the English national anthem, though, that it's... Oh, there's this kind of nationalist thing tied mm. with it that is uncomfortable for a lot of people in this country now because it's yeah. very closely tied to right-wing politics and mm. right-wing extremism and all this. I mean, it's the same with the with the English fag. It was totally hard, the... the, the the George Cross was has been totally hijacked by right wing racist thugs, basically, mm. and um, and it's uncomfortable. And I would imagine, and as a as a as a black man, you must you would have you probably I don't want to like speak for other people, but I can imagine you kind of conflicted with the whole singing of the national anthem thing. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, and what you know. What, what the what the royal family represent to you and colonial history and all this school we're getting a bit deep now no but that's a, that's actually a really mm, good point a really bad it's, point it's not just because it's it's an anthem that you're gonna sing it like the i think the words in it have a lot of meaning and mm-hmm. some, something yeah. like the the scottish anthem like flowers of scotland when will when will we see your your likes again and it's more about like the country and and like the countryside and and your yeah going back to your home country and things like that and the irish anthem is also like shoulder to shoulder uh mm. we lancer islands called there's no linked like politics or anything it's the people but mm. it's true like god bless the queen uh mm. that's a very different mm. <laughs> message yeah yeah, yeah. and obviously yeah. some are god save quite... the queen not god bless the queen sorry <laughs> all the all the brits are gonna come to you now <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> but um I think it's the same for, I mean, obviously you've got your political ones like God Save the Queen and so on, but you also have ones that are quite uh, linked to like the military and sort of things. Because mm. like the French France, one. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That so, one is, uh, if you actually read the lyrics of the French one, that's really like heavy stuff. It's like mm. fighting in the trenches mm. and blood of the enemies, and Ooh, really? it's pretty. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty heavy stuff if you, if you actually read through it. <laughs> yeah, people, oh, people always that. talk about the French national anthem being an absolute banger, but um, yeah, like the lyrics are actually quite something, you know. Obviously, yeah. for the sake wow. of the podcast, we won't go into it, but <laughs> but that's the thing. I wonder if um, so. This is an interesting one. Okay, this is just a completely random question, but it will be music related, right? Um, for your home countries, right? Because obviously we're all from different places. Um, if you could choose what anthem the players sing for your country, what would it be? What do you mean, as in a, the anthem of it, another it, it country? Could, or? Oh, the country of where song. you are from. So, like, if you want to do Belgium, for example, Simon, Terry, if you want to do England. So, any song? Any song. And no, it can't be your own. <laughs> Mm. Ooh, look at these thinking faces. So, so a song that already exists and just like take yeah, the lyrics. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Like, what mm. sort of what sort I mean, of track yeah. would be like the ultimate anthem kind of track that really you know pumps the players up, pumps the fans up, yeah, pumps yeah. you at home watching the telly up. 
I mean, I'm tempted to go with Royal Britannia, but again, I don't know again, if there's some very kind of weird colonial militaristic there is nationalist a militarist thing. Going for that one, yeah. Well, yeah, Britannia rules the waves, of course. Yeah, but man. I want, I want some, some, some fields and flowers and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be neutral and non-offensive. Probably a country song for that one, then. Mm. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, the Irish one... It's interesting, because Ireland, we have uh, two anthems. One for, uh, like, Rep- uh, Republic of Ireland, and one for the reunited uh, Ireland. So one in Gaelic and one in, in English. Um, mm. And I only know the one in English, and I, I love that, that anthem. So I don't know what I could choose to actually replace it. Probably like a song from, I don't know, like the Dropkick Murphys or something. Like a, <laughs> I, I don't know, like Roasted Two or something. <laughs> That'd be funny. But uh, yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> so Simon, do you? Uh, sorry if we're going off off topic here. Do you consider yourself genuinely dual national, dual national, dual nationalistic? <laughs> yeah. Uh, nationalistic in the dual sense <laughs> yeah Ooh, uh, yeah definitely yeah because uh, so my my dad is belgian my mom's irish i've all uh, i've grew up uh studied started working in belgium mm. so most of my life is in belgium even though i'm living in ireland at the moment but i have a big uh very large family in ireland a lot of lots of cousins uncles and aunts and i've always felt a strong connection with ireland i've always gone back and forth a lot when i was a kid so i definitely consider myself as much mm, as much i don't know probably is slightly more belgian just because that's where i grew up and lived but i still yeah. feel very very irish in a sense <laughs> that must be really cool to, to be able to call on two loads of heritage and history and tradition and all the stuff that that makes up identity what about you karen because you've got uh, a real blend of cultures Um, in your background haven't you well not a huge blend but uh i was born in france so i am a french citizen but uh my parents are from sri lanka so Mm. um i actually haven't been to i've only been to sri lanka once and that was last year obviously because of the war and everything it wasn't safe Mm -hmm. so on so having that sort of connection to that identity was a bit tough despite you know you know growing up speaking the language and so on but no i consider myself almost a mix of all three in the sense of you know french because obviously i was born there you know i still am a french citizen technically i count myself british too because i've been here for most of my life you know i've been here since i was five and i am now a british citizen as well and um, yeah, you know, and I'm Sri Lankan Tamil as well because you know that's where my parents mm. are from. I speak the language. You know, we still follow traditions, the music, and all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah. I think it's cool because beautifully all... segued, beautifully <laughs> segued back to music. There, by <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, ultimate was... professional. <laughs> Can I say this? Two years experience here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, that is a fair point, actually, in the whole sense of. Um, like with sports, music, and so on. Um, these chants that people sing, because obviously it's not always like the national anthem that they chant. Sometimes they chant little things in their languages. I know, for example, back during the World Cup uh, in 2018, yeah, that would have been the last World Cup. In 2018, for example, New Zealand had kept did a lot of hackers, didn't they, for example? Is that the name? Hacker? Hacker, mm-hmm. yeah. Hacker, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, and so on. It's just, um, I almost feel like there's, because also tying back to the whole exercise thing, it's almost like music from your own culture can sometimes boost you more, both in a health sense as well as a let's get to it and actually properly mm. do whatever sport it is. Just always interested me the way how something like from home can really physically push you more. Mm. I mean, if we're, if we're segueing onto kind of health and exercise, um, I think it's worth talking about exercise and mental health and how, yes. how like, I mean, I, I suppose I can only talk about my own personal experiences, but I know that obviously that when you speak to doctors and, and psychologists, they always talk about how beneficial exercise is for, for, for mental health. Um, for me, it was a game changer, like properly a game changer. I, I think I've talked before, I've, I've suffered with anxiety and uh, general anxiety disorder and health anxiety and a bit of depression and all this kind of stuff and panic attacks. And I've had them for like years, well, 20, 25 years now. And in the last year, I've really stabilized things and it's been the jogging and I don't, I don't run hard. I, I really plod along. I'm a bit overweight and I'm 45 now, but it's made a massive, massive difference to me. Massive difference. Um, I was doing a lot of weights work before and it didn't have the same impact for me. And I guess everyone's different, but it, it didn't. But, but getting that heart rate up for an extended period of time seems to be what does it for me. It just seems to whether I'm burning cortisol or, you know, burning adrenaline and then getting rid of these hormones out of my body, which is, you know, they play a big part in these, these disorders. Um, but yeah, massive, massive difference that combined with a bit of meditation and a bit of kind of acceptance therapy, um, has made the, the world a difference for me, world a difference. So yeah, massively beneficial. I, I, I get agitated when I can't go jogging. Like if I go a week yeah. or two, if I'm sick or if I pick up an injury, I can feel the the stress building in me. And I don't know if it's the old problems returning or whether it's stress that I inflict upon myself because I'm expecting it all to come back because I've not been running or whatever. Mm. But yeah, it, it's it's like a real cornerstone of my, my, my routine now. Um, mm. Yeah, I definitely think for like for me as well, like, Gyms have only reopened in here in Dublin two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And I was so looking forward to it and not even for like to actually like build muscle again, but just like, as you said, like just from a mental health perspective to just be able to evacuate all that, I don't know, pent up energy or anxiety or things like that. For me, a lot of how I used to, um, what's the the word like catharsis like uh, evacuate all my tensions usually for me was concerts and especially like heavy metal concerts i'm a huge Mm -hmm. fan of heavy metal and that was like a place where i would go and kind of let loose a lot of my my energy and obviously all of that disappeared um (laughs) during the pandemic and Mm -hmm. then james closed as well and then i found myself with like no actual release for all of that which like made me feel so um like sorry for all the people that have that release with nightclubs Mm. for example like going to nightclubs Mm. a lot of people who are not in tune with that scene might think um it's just like people going to to get drunk and do drugs and whatever but for a lot of people it's just a release like an energy Mm. and anxiety and whatever release um which 
uh, yeah, just tying back to what's happening now, like in the UK, it's an absolute shame. Um, yeah. Because people need like a release and it doesn't mean like <laughs> just doing drugs in a club. It's just like a energy thing that people need. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I mean, even like dancing in a nightclub technically is exercise. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, you're dancing away. You look at your step count and it's like, oh, I've done 18,000 steps in six hours. Oh, <laughs> and but I mean, especially because both of you did say that you also exercise with music and all. And that's the whole thing, isn't it? Music increases the dopamine you get. Mm. And then obviously it reduces the stress build up with exercise which also takes out any negative energies and so on mm. it's two things that sort of combine hand in hand and that's the thing music exercise sports all these things sort of re like interlink because what you're listening to and the sort of energies you take into your mind with the stuff you listen to will in turn influence your body as well yeah. I've, I've noticed that actually so i mean one of the thing changes that's happened in me um, I've, I've had like years and years of counseling for my mental health mm. issues. And, um, and one of the things I've developed through that and through mindfulness meditation is, um, a, a greatly increased awareness of my, not just my thoughts, but of my, my, my body, my body, my physical sensations and, and yes. of what's happening in my body. And I can notice now subtle kind of, but changes in my, in my yeah, heart rate, not so much, but certainly, I don't know, it's obviously a, a adrenaline and cortisol and all these hormones I've talked about being released, listening to certain types of music and listening to music mm. um, with strong emotional connections, sort of nostalgic connections. So a lot of, and it sounds crazy given what it is, but a lot of grunge and stuff like that that I used to listen to in my 20s, um, early jungle, believe it or not, does the same thing. It, it, it prompts an emotional response because it taps into... And we were talking about this in the last session, weren't we? Your, your memories and your attachment to that music. Yeah. And and those memories and attachment trigger physical, physiological changes in me that I notice. And they're quite subtle. Well, sometimes they're not so subtle. Sometimes you get a proper rush, you know, a real kind of... Uh, like I avoid listening to certain things after like nine o'clock in the evening to, to the point because I know that it's going to prompt all these, these hormonal stuff that's not going to be good for sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um that's all, yeah, so there's such a strong emotional connection. Um, and I think being able to, to, to exercise as well helps you burn some of that off as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Is that something you learned, like, yourself, or was it through therapy? And, uh, like, how did you kind of learn about all of that? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the therapy led me to to meditation, to mindfulness. And then through, through mindfulness, you become aware of your body. So I don't know if do you meditate at all, Simon, have you yeah. ever done it? Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So the whole body scanning exercise yeah, and the yeah. kind of, you know, you know, being aware of your breath. And it, if you do it long enough, you, you do just, it starts to become an automatic thing where you start mm. to, f you fall into that state automatically sometimes. Um, and you just generally become more, also sort of some of the um, uh, CBT therapy and, and the other kinds of therapies, you're, mm. you're looking for patterns that you've developed and you're looking for behavioral traits that are automatic. 
Yeah. A lot of the anxiety stuff is automatic behavioural traits, isn't it? That happens yeah. so quick. You haven't seen a split second. You don't realise it's happened kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, if you ever do any work on, if you ever temper or anger management or anything like that, it's a very similar kind of thing. This is this is emotions you react to instantaneously. Kind of, mm. And awareness of them happening. And if you catch those early physiological changes you can short circuit the the feedback yeah. cycle that can lead to anxiety or anger do you know what i mean you can yeah, stop yeah. it you insert that pause of like those few yeah. seconds second it could only be a second but in that second you make a, rag- a rational judgment about how you're going to yeah. respond mm. um that's yeah the, the, that's the anger management isn't it that's it in a nutshell you're breaking that loop between an emotional response and then a reaction to it which is shouting or smashing things up kind of thing if you could short circuit that response yeah you kind of you kind of beat it so yeah it's it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting field um Oh, we got a bit heavy again haven't we yeah often fall back on mental health i feel it's just so i don't know it's just a, such a pervasive um yeah. mm. I think as well. Sorry, uh, yeah, I was just asking okay. about therapy because I'm going to my first um, like therapy with a new um, therapist this week, and I'm yeah. like okay. really looking Brilliant. forward to it. And uh, yeah, I, I will... and it is something to be looked forward to as well. I just want yeah. to hammer that point home because a lot of people are really wary of therapy. Nah, Therapy's great. <laughs> I really I enjoy therapy. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's brilliant, you know, being able to to talk about it. It doesn't have to be heavy and uncomfortable and all these things. It can be a, a beautiful, joyful thing. Mm. Mm. You know? Like, I know it's very easy. I mean, I'll just quickly point out, obviously, the whole thing with music and mental health. You know, mm-hmm. the parallels are always there. There's so many things that lead to, you know, mental health. For example, why we make music. What makes music makes us feel. What... Uh, well, I already said why it makes me, why we make music, but basically, there's so many things that link to it, and so and so on. That yeah, we're gonna come back to mental health. It's all good. Mm. Um, I was gonna point out with the whole therapy. Like, I know there's a lot of people that do their own home therapies to put into, which can be exercise and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, no, I just want to agree that sometimes just a professional therapy session can be so beneficial. Yeah, um, I think it, it it doesn't always mean you're gonna be like locked in so to speak for like years and years i've known people yeah, who have course. gone for like six ten sessions maybe and then they've managed to as terry was saying figure out those automatic responses that you can short circuit yourself um yeah but sometimes it's hard i i know in my case for like anxiety i've done like meditation and journaling and exercise and it hasn't been just like quite enough to really no. like understand and not fix it, but be able to work on it. And yeah. so that's that little nudge that I need, like that professional <laughs> nudge that I need in my case, um, which I hope will, will work. <laughs> yeah, we're different. You know, everyone's different. And yeah. I know that's a cliche, but everyone needs a different set. Of, well, and, and it's not just about one silver bullet either. It's about developing a, a like a suite of tools that you have yeah, that you can exactly. that you can tailor for for your for the context and and the, and the situation you're in and recognizing that most of us don't just have or those of us who feel they have mental health problems don't just have one mental health problem you tend to have a selection <laughs> it's just mm. you know the way it tends to happen but um yeah man there there all these you know diff- another therapy that helped me we didn't really do it formally but the idea kind of settled on me and I started to work with it is acceptance Okay. A lot yeah. of my anxieties was 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 fighting 
things that I can't control. And I, I did a lot of reading on um, on a philosophy called Stoicism. Yeah, yeah. The, the Stoics, Marcus Aurelius, and those guys, and that was quite helpful to me as well. Um, the, the 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 classic kind of doctrine of of um, the the locus of control of of only. Mm investing your your worry into the things that you control and forgetting everything else with mm. flippant but do you know there's a lot to be said for that and accepting the things you can't change and that's a really powerful thing if you can implement it it's really hard really hard but i i try really hard to to not mm. not worry too much um I'm already sitting here thinking about the amount of times I've sent tunes to Karen going, is this any good? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Tying it back to music, nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I was, I was going to say with the, um, the point Terry made about uh, people have got, you know, it can often be different kinds of problems. Everyone's got different kinds of problems. And I feel like, especially with dealing with certain things, everyone's got a multitude of ways of dealing with things. For example, I don't know, maybe you just want to listen to some music and lie in your bed. Who knows? But uh, to tie it back into the whole exercise thing, it reminds me of a time um, during the first lockdown. It was, and there were these guys from Leeds, uh, the the Bayless twins. Um, it was called Maneuver Moves, and um, basically, it's one guy's a drum and bass DJ, the other guy they're twins. Yeah, one guy's a drum and bass DJ, the other guy is um, he's like a personal trainer. And the way they used to do it is that on their Facebook, they would go live for, it was an hour on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I believe it was. Uh, this was about a year and a bit ago, so I'm kind of a bit fuzzy on how, when it was. But essentially what would happen is the DJ would do a mix, a proper drum and bass mix live, you know, get all the tunes out and dubs he's been sent by his friends and whatever. And at the same time, the personal trainer would do a proper high-intensity training that's a really um, cool concept. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. It was really yeah. good. And I'm not the guy who, you know, like does gym and all that sort of stuff. I'm very uncomfortable about it. It's just I'd rather do it in my own space where yeah. no one's watching sort of thing. Um, but I, I did it because I've got quite a bit of decent like floor space in my room to do it. And uh, I'd put it up on the TV and I'd listen in, enjoy the tunes, but at the same time get the workout. And I always remember... Even though I was completely tired by the end of it, because um, the way obviously it was just lucky timing for me, but the way it was timed is that as soon as I finished work, I could get straight into it, and I was just working from home anyway. It was mm. like, okay, I've shouted at people enough, let's go. Um, but I always remember as soon as the sessions ended, I always felt so good, so pumped, almost like you know, it'll be like seven p.m., but I'd still be like, I'm ready to take the rest of the day on yeah and, um, I've, I've got a track on a forthcoming dmb hiit album Ooh. oh wow which is weird yeah. I've there's never a few heard of them about you say it... that they're not as weird anymore so there's a few of them about yeah there's um again it's the tempo it's the tempo of the yeah. music it fits perfectly with with that high intensity kind of thing there's um i know from uh, there's a label called lw recordings and Basically, with us at Detached Audio, there are distributors, and what they do is, uh, with all the labels that they distribute music from, 
three months after the track is released, whether it's drum, bass, house, blah blah blah, whatever, they'll pick they'll, they'll like cherry pick tunes and put them into these random compilations, like music to chill to, music mm-hmm. for um, exercise on whatever. And I've noticed a lot of times that I'll get the email for Detached Audio saying, oh, your tune is in a a compilation called Don't Stop Heavy Workout Tunes, Volume 22. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, you look at the cover and it's just someone flexing his muscles. But and like they always do, I think it's like 25 tracks or whatever for any compilation. But it really goes to show how almost like there's a market for it. A market for mm, CDs for exercise, albums for exercise, Spotify playlists for exercise. Yeah, it definitely is. And I would imagine, I mean, is there a bit of a licensing thing with that kind of stuff as well? Does it all come under PRS if you're running a class? And you're, uh, I don't know. I believe it does. It does. I mean, so mm, for those guys' albums, it's in our contract that we can just tick a box to say, yeah, if you want to include it, you can. And mm-hmm. I'm just, yeah, whatever, you know. It's nice to see my heavy new remix on a music to chill to playlist because sometimes they get it wrong. <laughs> it's no, they haven't. No, no, they didn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I've sometimes They've got it like, right. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes they'll put like there's like um, a remix Medusia did for me like last year, and he does heavy stuff. And yet I got the um, the an email saying this remix is in Chilltronica. I'm like, it's not even chill. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, sorry, we digress. We as digress, long as people but, listen to it and hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> the thing and um, to almost bring it into a whole like audience sort of thing, I almost feel like these sorts of albums where you've got don't stop workout collection or whatever it's almost like a good entry point for people who just want to find that music Mm -hmm. you know you can Mm -hmm. just look up i want good music to exercise to Mm -hmm. and then what's the first thing they're gonna see don't stop workout go hard non-stop sort of thing it's always the cheesiest names but yeah cheesiest tracks if and you, if if you can you. land on those big playlists or compilations, whatever. But I, yeah, I, I heard this debate though about like playlists not really being helpful to like enlarge 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 your audience because yeah. people will just listen to your playlist. So if you have one track added to this huge playlist, then your track might get ten times the number of streams that you usually get. But people usually won't actually go to your profile and then check your upcoming releases. That's and it. so, like, I've, I think there's studies that have been, like, limited studies, like, stats that have been done on, on that. And there isn't a clear link between, like, being added to a huge playlist and then your, like, entire catalog or your audience being lifted. So it's like, yeah, it's nice, but it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially for those kind of playlists where the playlist is more about running music. Exactly, yeah, all these, like, if, workout stuff, and yeah. Yeah, if it's a genre-specific playlist, like, for example, best new D&B, for example, yeah. then I assume you'd have more chance. Of yeah, yeah, if, if you're, like, on the, the massive D&B playlist on Spotify, then there's a higher, but even then, but still, there's a higher likelihood that people are into drone bass, so if they like your track, then they'll check you out yeah but, exactly uh, yeah. but like for these uh gym playlists and stuff people don't usually stop a big workout and go oh so that one's by showdown got it and so on yeah yeah sorry Terry. i mean it raises it raises a 
So why why are you sorry? Because I'm not on any of these playlists. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely not either with my chill piano stuff. So. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it raises an interesting question about how do I mean this is a real can of worms. But how do you increase your exposure these days if 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 you don't want to play the whole social media game? Only fans. Ah, oh, without social media, that's like... <laughs> oh, my bad, sorry. <laughs> well, not even without social media, but not playing like... like I don't know if you guys uh, follow Mosey on any of his, his social media. The guy's nailing it on social media. He's absolutely killing it. His TikToks are funny. He's just a funny guy. Mm. But, I, I mean, you might not like that kind of thing, but I, I, I no doubt that he's, he's, he's working that really well. Uh, even Serum, funny enough, on Facebook as well, which is kind of weird because I didn't think anyone <laughs> used Facebook anymore. But Serum's really cool on Facebook, and I, you know, I, 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 I check a lot of his posts. But just I don't know, I haven't got the personality for that. I, well, I'm too self-conscious, like to to expose yeah. or, or, or play a character if that's what they're doing. I, I, but but I, I think that's know. like the I think the really successful ones aren't playing a character. I think if you, if you look like Winslow, for example, he's talked about it. Like he mm. has his own type of humor, for example, and mm. that's just him. Like he's not playing a character. And I'm guessing mm. Serum when he does his stuff or or other people like that's or even Stranger, like his TikToks or things like that. That's just mm. like him, and he's it's his way of portraying himself. So I think, like to to your question, like how to enlarge in your audience, you have to put the, the the sorry thing, the sad thing is you have to put out more content than just your music. You have to do yeah. stuff on top. But mm. I I don't think that means you have to play like a role or a character. I think you can still find like a niche uh, thing that's true to who you are, and. Mm and do something on top of your music that could be, I talked about it in my like episode 30 of my podcast, like talk about my learnings, uh, speaking with different guests. And one of the points was how you have to find at least one thing on top of your music to focus on. And that could be like track breakdowns, for example, like every track you put out, you just do a breakdown and you run through the project. And because that's the way you like to interact with people, or maybe it's, um, I don't know, a live stream every Friday. Sorry, yeah. I was just I was I was laughing because I was just imagining having to like break down one of my no, exactly. projects to anyone. Good. It would just be horrifically embarrassing. It's <laughs> like why why are there fifteen muted tracks? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, about that. This is what could have happened. Yeah, you just hear blah blah blah. Yeah, does that really say version three thousand? Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's the thing. So if 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 that's not your thing, for example, I'm sure something else is. And uh, like to to your point, for example, coming on this podcast and being a recurrent Mm -hmm. host, that's that uh, that's a natural way for you to interact with people Mm -hmm. and for people Mm -hmm. to learn about who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. And that's how they're gonna in eventually listen more of your music because they know who you are. Mm -hmm. So I think you have Mm -hmm. found a way to. Not play the social media game, but yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, engage just, exactly. Yeah. Come, just come on the show, tell us there's nothing in space, and that's it. You'll <laughs> Dude, that's there that. is literally nothing in space, it's a fucking vacuum. There's a lot of stuff in space. <laughs> well, there's a lot of junk in space now, <laughs> but yeah. And there we go, guys. Check out Showdown's music. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing in that either. <laughs> Whoa, Jesus, I didn't say it. <laughs> Ah, oh dear. Um, we are coming up close to the end of the show, but we do have one more thing. One minute that slaps. 
Nah, grabs, grabs, grabs. Right. It's a bit weird doing this without Toby, but... Slaps or craps? Is it? Slaps or craps. Yes! Slaps or craps, fine. Okay! <laughs> I was hoping for it. <laughs> yes, uh, we're going to have recurring segments. Uh, we did think outside the box last time, so I think it's time for some slaps, slaps or craps. Trying to think of stuff to do with exercise, and I just thought, I just want to hear your opinions on sports. What sorts of sports you like? What sorts of sports you don't like? Um... Rudy did it earlier, but obviously football was a craps for me, but go for it. Uh, definitely slaps. I love watching. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough one because there's, there's a lot of stuff I hate about football and the way mm-hmm. like yeah. um, the whole industry around football, for example. And um, they get paid too much. the fact that like the next World Cup is in Qatar, for example, and things like that, mm. uh, I, I, I absolutely hate. And the way people, um, players speak to the ref, for example, which again doesn't happen in rugby. Um, but uh, I, I, again, I've watched every single game so far, so I can't <laughs> say I hate football, but there's definitely aspects of it I don't mm. enjoy. But no, definitely slaps for me, definitely, especially when Belgium is playing. Oh, yeah, of course, right? When, you're, when your home country is playing, anything is slap, surely. Yeah, exactly. Terry, I assume you're a slaps kind of guy as well. Yeah. For football, yeah, definitely slaps. Definitely. Live. I I, I don't mind a live match either. Um, I often go to the the local team here, which is Newport County, and they're very low low level. But um, I don't know if there's something about being a a live sporting event with others. It's a shared experience and Mm. all the stuff that comes with it. It's, uh, yeah, good fun. Obviously, this is just watching as well, but we do count mm. playing the game yourself as well with your mates. I used to uh, play a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would actually say craps for watching, slaps for watching. I mean, so slap, <laughs> craps for watching, slaps for playing. Slaps for playing, yeah. Yeah, I just enjoy playing with my mm. friends, you know? Yeah, um, I haven't played in ages. I should play again sometime. One day, think breaks, football match. Ah, that'd be really fun. <laughs> That'd actually be so fun. Yeah. I would love to do that. The liquid guys versus the jump up guys. Are... Oh, we don't oh get into the ground. Yeah, I was about to say, it'd just be brutal. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to go a bit more, not polarizing, because. Oh, uh, yes, please do. Yeah, I like polarizing. Golf. Golf. Oh. Hmm. Craps. To watch. Oh, that was a to very watch. craps. Oh, it's an awful sport to watch. For me, I personally find it an awful sport to watch. I haven't played it, so I can't comment. I'm sure it's more exciting to play, but to watch is like... Mm. The walking aspect of it seems a bit long I don't want those massive tracks, right? Uh, they are quite nice. You have your little cart and everything. Oh, yeah, true. You'd have to walk uh, it all the way. Uh, probably not if, you, if you're starting or something, but... Uh, the caddy is the best the bit caddy, of golf. Yeah. Yeah. They get, you get motorized motorized caddies now that you kind of pull along, but they've got like a motor in them, so oh, wow. it's doing most of the work. Yeah, yeah. But golf courses are beautiful places. So Yeah, yeah. they do look really nice. Yeah. But playing it is, yeah. Yeah. It just seems a bit time consuming. Are you also a slaps or, I mean, a craps? Simon? Um, I don't know. I've never really played. I've, I've done a few like driving ranges and a few pitch and puts, but never like, I've never actually played um for watching i i I get why people would watch it because i'm a huge uh snooker fan as well i Mm. love watching snooker and just (laughs) oh sorry sorry spoiling the next one but i 
like I love sitting like four hours in a row just watching a good game of snooker. And I imagine people who really enjoy golf, it's a bit of a similar thing. So I can't I can't crap on <laughs> on golf for that reason. Yeah. I I mean I assume then in that case, because obviously golf was craps for you, Terry. I mean the next one was gonna be snooker. I assume that's a solid craps as well. No. I don't oh. mind. I don't mind watching the snooker. I mean, it's it's not my. There, there is another sport that I would pop. There were slaps above it, which might surprise you. But golf, uh, sorry, uh, snooker. Yeah, snooker's all right. Snooker's yeah. all right. I have to say, with snooker, it's so fascinating when they do a trick shot, and you're just like, "How do they even think of that?" Mm-hmm. That's the thing they get to with snooker. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. it's magic at times. I feel. Mm-hmm. Um. The next one, and I'm a very, very, very solid craps for watching this one. Uh, cricket. Ah, okay, so... Um, yeah. Half Belgian, half Irish, I have no opinion in, on this one. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, Belgium, I don't care. <laughs> I've, I've actually never seen a game, like not even as like highlights or anything, so I can't... I'm sorry, I can't even comment on this. You'd probably grow a beard by the end of the game. That's the only like, running joke I know. It's like you start a game on Monday, finish by Friday or something. And Yeah, um, that's the thing I don't get. It's like, um, there was, I remember one time, like, see, like, happened to turn onto the cricket. And for some reason, they were just talking about their lunch, the commentators. Yeah. yeah they... <laughs> what kind of sport is it if you're talking about your food? Yeah. I, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't do it for me either. I have to say it's definitely a craps for me. Yeah. I'm curious to know, Terry, what was the slaps of our snooker? Oh, man. Uh, wait, wait, let me, pleasure. Let, I bet uh, it's bowls. Let me try to guess. No. Uh, is it is it like a weird, like, uh, like kind of unknown underground sport, or is it a big mainstream? No. It's um, in, 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 no, no. Uh, in, it's a bit leery. It, it's big in England. It's I think it's quite big in Holland. I don't Berling. think it's... No, no, no. Uh, I don't know if it's reached internationally past that. I, I, I'm not aware of any Belgian okay, I might, superstars. I might not have heard of it then. Might be some Irishmen who play it. Uh, Horse riding. Lots of drinking. Lots of drinking. Very rowdy. Lots of drinking. Drinking in general? Like drinking games? Well, um, the, the players themselves used to drink. Whilst playing, they don't anymore. Hmm. I can't. No. I darts. Don't know. The darts. darts. Obviously, darts. Oh, obviously, obviously darts. The darts. Oh. Obviously, darts. Yes. darts. Amazing. Darts, darts is amazing. Slaps. Slaps. One hundred percent slaps. Oh, so that's, so that's, that, that's like a funny one. Like darts. I've I've never got into watching it. My my brother who loves snooker and plays snooker also watch watches darts from time to time. I've never got into watching it, but playing is a huge slaps mm. for me. Yeah. The game of, of cr- cricket or 180 or something. Uh, not 183, was it? Anyway, yeah, no, <laughs> Darts definitely I enjoyed. Even with watching it, there isn't, I don't think there's anything more hype in another sport than the announcer shouting 180. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. more hype. Yeah, exactly. Darts is solid. Or yeah, if you're, man. Yeah. Um, I'm actually all out of slaps and craps um, foot sports ones, unless you guys can think of any controversial ones. Um, I mean, this, the Olympics is coming up. The Olympics slaps for me, just as a whole thing. Oh, oh, there's a whole thing. 
Yeah, as a yeah. whole, as a whole tournament. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say because there's so much under it. Um, yeah, yeah, I like the running stuff more than like the throwing sports. I'm not a big fan of watching anything with throwing. Mm. <laughs> Just generally, I don't like anything where they throw things. That's a very like, weird, like it's weird. It's <laughs> I don't know what. I think it's because um, it probably sort of comes in the same sort of ballpark as golf, where like a thing happens you wait, a thing happens, you wait. Whereas with like a running thing, the whole thing just happens. Like the race happens and you know who's won. What about jumping things? When people are uh, jumping. Oh, jumping's pretty cool though. Is that jumping okay? Is cool. <laughs> because I just love how um, sleek they look when they... Yeah. When they, yeah. Jumping's cool. It's just, the throwing, just, I'm just like, okay, cool, you threw it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, cool seems, it seems very... Uh, rudimentary but uh yeah the jumping at least you could see like you know the build up their form yeah. when running and so on but but there's all I mean, kinds of crazy sports in the olympics as well and there? there's like judo or judo's cool though yeah man and taekwondo and general gymnastics especially when they start flipping all over the place oh yeah, yeah. there's something for everybody there is yeah, there's so there there is. There. Isn't it Tokyo? Is it mm. Tokyo soon? Isn't it soon? This year, isn't it? Yeah, so that's right, happening yeah. this summer. It's still happening. Yes. Mm. Okay. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. It should be. I mm. also like just watching the opening ceremony and just seeing what the mm. country does. It's so. Oh my god! Again, it's the whole thing of like you know they're presenting their music as well and they're doing their costumes. I just find it so cool. Mm. It was. The UK's one was quite cool as well. I really enjoyed the UK one. Wasn't uh, Rowan Atkinson there as Mr. Bean or something? He was, right? Yeah. 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 Good. And, and they tried Tim Berners-Lee out, didn't they? The, the guy who invented the internet. Yeah, yeah. They, he oh. was there as well. Um, I, can, I can still sort of picture it in my head when mm-hmm. I'm trying to... Mm-hmm. Really memorable. It was. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. Speaking of uh, Olympics in England, did you guys ever go out and see... Um, the you just call them torch runners, right? I know you're on about no. Oh yeah, no, the, I didn't. Yeah, no, no. Well, I'm not uh, in England. So. Tor- torch bearers. Torch bearers. That's it. I was like, well, they run and they have a torch. So I was like, okay, torch runners. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I just find that stuff so cool. So yeah, Olympics is a solid slaps, even though I don't like throwing things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. What's the extent of your hatred of throwing then? I mean, obviously, javelin, discus, and the hammer are all well out. Shot put is out, presumably. don't really enjoy watching it. But darts, you throw things in darts, so yeah, where do you stand darts, on that? Darts, ah, darts the good guy shouts at an 80, and, you know, it's very, it's very quick, darts, I find. I'm just trying to understand where your hatred of throwing things yeah. comes from. Like, were, were you thrown as a kid, or...? <laughs> Were you thrown as a kid? Were you tossed as a child? Is there some kind of tr- deep trauma of seeing things being thrown? I know because at the same time, like you know, obviously I, I like watching darts. I love playing basketball, right? And you know, you throw things in basketball as well. Yeah, it's different. I those. It's just I don't know something about javelin shot per discus. I swear the big breaks audience are just going to be like what the hell is this guy he doesn't like throwing oh. things 
Oh, Papa, just... Papa, don't throw me again! <laughs> I just have a picture of Karen being like flying across a living room. I'd just like to point out to the audience, no, my parents did not throw me as a child. <laughs> I may be very light, but that didn't happen. Oh my god. And, um, yeah, on that note... Is that a good note or what? That's, that's um, a note. It's definitely a note. Uh, especially with ho- hosting this podcast, I've absolutely grown today. So, um, yeah, that's the end of the show. Woo! Nice. Um, it's been fun. Um, I just want to point out, actually, before we fully wrap up, uh, the whole thing with the whole music and exercise thing, I just want to say to like, everyone listening, I hope you all stay healthy during these times we're in. Um, get out there if you haven't already and um, do some running. If you find Shodan, run with him. Um, yeah, but yeah, make sure you get out there and blast your favorite tunes and just have a good time. But um, yeah, uh, just to wrap up the show, if you guys enjoyed the show, uh, and you want to leave a review, podchaser.com slash thinkbreakspodcast. Um, any review helps us, so tell us why this episode was amazing. Go criticize me on throwing things as well. Um, uh, what else? For Patreon, if you guys want to be a patron, support us further. Bonus shows, bonus content. That's patreon.com slash thinkbreaks. Patreon.com slash thinkbreaks. And uh, Terry Simon, thanks for coming. Thanks for joining me. Cheers. Loved it. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Loved it. Thanks. Of course. Of course. And um, no doubt you'll see these two again soon for another roundtable episode. Um, but until then, we've been Think Breaks. You've been magnificent. We'll see you next time. Peace. Hello. There you go. Hey. All right. Jack's going to destroy you over that whole throwing thing. You know that, don't you? I know. I know. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I don't. I, I just had this image in my head and I had to say. <laughs>